Welcome to And What Else, the podcast with me, Wendy O'Byrne, also known as The Completion Coach. You might be able to hear a little bit of laughter in my voice there because I've just recorded this episode without pressing record and I've just turned around and looked at the screen and gone, oh, <laughs> as the words were uttered, I'm going to leave this here. I turned around and thought, yeah, I am because I haven't pressed record yet. <laughs> so interestingly, the topic is what's in your control. And it was within my control to make sure I had pressed record so that I could crack on with this episode. And as we all know, the podcast remains quite emotive for me, emotively and emotionally driven. So whenever things go wrong with the podcast, and you might hear me say, I've lost a recording, this went on. Last week, when a podcast was being edited, there was a random TV in the background Albeit I was at home alone when that episode was being recorded. So what? <laughs> but all of these things come up, which allow me to keep that frustrated head on. And I've talked about that in a previous episode. So you will know that my frustrated part is very young, very childish, wants to shut down, wants to stop, wants to cut things out. And that really ties in nicely to this episode about what is in your control Because when we're really emotive and emotionally driven on things, we tend to feel out of control, like something or somebody else has got the control and it's not fair. And I've had this conversation in so many ways in my life in the last seven days, be it through clients, be it through family, friends, people that I've just randomly got into conversation with, thank you universe. But All of this emotional frustrated talk and somebody actually sat down with me and was telling me all of these things that they were so frustrated by that were happening and it was happening because somebody else had made this decision and it was beyond their control and now they were having to do X, Y or Z or couldn't do X, Y and Z because this person made this decision and it's not my fault and what else can I do? And I want to sort it out, but and what can I do? All of these highly emotive statements. And I had to ask them. (laughs) I was like, I've known you a few years. And in all of that time, I've never seen you take steps towards the thing you said you cannot have. I've always seen you have lots of reasons why you can't. And there've always been different reasons, different people, same situation. And so if there are different people, different situations occurring, same impact on you, same conversation from you, same things you're telling me as to why you can't, what is it you're avoiding looking at that is in your control? And this links really heavily back into the last episode. But I want you to really think about that. Like when we're trying to change the situation Oh, when when they listen, when they do what I've asked them to do, things will change. If they hadn't done that, then I would have done this. All of those things that happen because we are clashing all of the time with other people. But if we step back and pause and zoom out, really sit back and zoom out from just this one situation to be thinking about the last couple of years of your life even, what has prevented you from getting to where you want to be, from making the change that you say you want to make, from doing the thing that you've been talking about wanting to do so badly. And all of these things have come along that we've seen as not my fault, or I'm going to change this when this happens then. What right now could you 
change about your circumstances or yourself or your behavior or your choices that are in your control. I want you to really focus there on what is in your control that you could change, but you either don't want to or aren't. And if you could sit with that honestly from this zoomed out perspective, looking at all of these instances, if you were to change something here, would it change something there? Not now in hindsight, but at the time. And if you were to focus there, zooming out to zoom in really, it's zooming out of what we think all of these external circumstances are creating. And it's really interesting because people do it all of the time. And it's always, 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 I know I'm banging on, emotional. I've had people go to me, oh my God, they were so selfish. They've done this and now I can't do that. And they knew about this and they don't listen to me and or they made this decision and I'm only hearing about it now and now I've got no choice and I feel bad because they did this or they wouldn't do that if they loved me. They wouldn't have argued about this if they didn't just want what I wanted. If I wasn't so worried about them, I'd I'd have done this for me by now, but I've had to worry about them. They're so selfish, they never think about me. And I'm like, okay, let's zoom out and now let's just zoom in on you and cut all of these people out what are you still doing that you said you would stop and what are you not doing that you said you would start and why is that and the answer to why is that cannot be about an external situation cannot be about somebody else I want it to be about you and so when we're talking about putting yourself first when we're talking about self-care self-love pouring into your own cup, all of these things, often that can be seen as uh, indulgent barbs, all of these things that are, you know, loving myself. But one of the most loving things you can do is zoom out and zoom in on yourself and say, what is it about me that I need to take control of, that I need to really put in action, really challenge, really do the work on, really go into because it will have this massive impact on everything that I've been zooming in on whilst I've been avoiding this. That's true self-care. Because you're taking care of what needs to be taken care of within you so that you can show up to these circumstances differently, so that you can stop living in cycles of your life, so that you can complete on those old stories, and so that you can complete on something inside of you that feels incomplete, that is making all of these decisions from. Because when we can can create that internal completion, that's when you start to have this ripple effect externally. That's where I start to hear these completely different stories. That's where it starts. And so often we're focused on trying to control so many external things, people, changes, identities, that we don't realize that true self-care is coming in and handling these incomplete internal stories and when we can handle those incomplete internal stories and really zoom in on what we can control now what we can handle what we can deal with what we can lovingly care about that will have this huge external ripple effect what would that change in your life and if you're honest how many things are you doing that allow you to circle around that Another reason there's a circling completion because we're often circling around the very thing that we need to work on, distracting ourselves while saying with complete conviction, 
but I am doing it, Wendy. I am. And I'm like, "Mm, are you? Or are you doing all the things around it that make it look that way? Do you make it look like you have and are and remain on, on the outside, the peripheral, just on the edge? Or are you going in and dealing with the real thing? which can only be done with complete honesty and complete surrender. So when we talk about surrendering to things, it's not like, ah, well, let, let me see what the universe does and I'll do nothing. It's let me surrender to fighting myself. Let me surrender to avoiding this fucking thing and just go in. Let me surrender to stop presenting so desperately to the people I have hired to help me. Let me stop pretending that I don't have some toxic traits. Let me stop pretending that actually the central point of all of these events in my life is me. And when I can surrender to that and go in and just let it all happen, come out, be dealt with, be looked at, be seen, be challenged and create change from there. In that surrender is our greatest growth. It's when we're holding so tightly in control of what we will allow others to see, think, and believe about us, including ourselves, including ourselves. I I said something to a client this week, which made me smile because I have witnessed an emotional reaction that they have had to external people and circumstances. And I heard the way they spoke in that time. It was highly critical. It was harsh. I'm going to even say it was a little bit venomous. Yeah. And when I said in a session, when they were completely calm, in their mind, body, completely in control (laughs) of how they were being perceived, I said, isn't it interesting that when you are threatened and when you are angry and when you are in that moment, it's quite cutting what comes out of your mouth. And they were like, oh, that's not true. That's not right. That's, yeah, I agree with everything up until then. And I was like, oh, okay. That doesn't suit the identity. So you're just pretending that that didn't happen. But I saw it. I didn't see it once. I saw it a couple of times. And it's only in these moments. But they're moments that they almost shoved down so quickly. They either hoped I didn't notice and see. Or they presented and behaved so impeccably afterwards. They hoped I would forget. And when that's brought to the table, instead of going, Oh, do you know what? I do that. I do that. And if anything, it's a reflection of the venom I use against myself in my critical talk of myself. Because sometimes it is that. It's not even about other people, but it will be about themselves, how stupid they are, how ridiculous they are, how fucking pathetic they are. These words that are so loaded. And it's venomous. And understanding that that's not a bad quality. That's an unprocessed emotional relationship issue with yourself and with others that is to come in and be looked at surrender to that don't fight it and try to pretend you're not that person that you would never do that that you're wonderful you're perfect you're not bad in any way our greatest fear is that we're bad I remember having a a healing session with somebody and saying my greatest fear is that I'm bad and within all of this I'm going to find out I'm bad (laughs) and I'm not I'm human I have some unprocessed shit that needed to be processed. I had a lot of work to do on understanding who the hell I actually was because I had learned so long being who I thought I should be and who I thought I needed to be and desperately clinging to 
ways to not be rejected. So it was easier for my internal emotional childish state to believe that I was bad and that's why these things happened to me. Oh, this is going on a tangent, so I'm going to round it up. But there are many things in our control that we are avoiding whilst we focus on what isn't in our control, which is frustrating. And I guarantee you, if you zoom out to zoom in and go there within yourself at what you could actually control, do be change, frustration starts to dilute itself to something that's way more manageable. And circumstances externally start to change and to shift as a result of that challenge and support internally. That's true self-care. Thank you for listening. I'm Wendy. You can contact me on Instagram at The Completion Coach or drop me an email, wendy at thecompletioncoach.co.uk. If you found this interesting, please forward it on. Drop me a review or send me an email and let me know your thoughts. Thank you.